not gonna intimidate me. I'm entitled to my opinion. Oh, the galactic controversy. What are you passionate about? What do you want? That's your opinion and you're entitled. Welcome, Zach, to Entitled Opinion. What is your most controversial opinion that you are passionate about? Well, uh, most recently, it's that uh, the 75-year brutal occupation of the Israelis upon the Palestinians needs to come to an end, and these uh, people deserve to be free. Why is that a controversial opinion for you to have? Um, for me, it's, it's it comes out from a bunch of different ways. One of the main ways is that I'm, um, you know, it's, it's definitely counter the narrative. Uh, it's very much something that's been hidden from us our entire life, that these people have been subjugated. Um, occupied, um, pretty much tortured on a daily basis, pretty much the worst you can imagine of the KKK running the South happens to these people on a daily basis continually over the last 75 years. And um, even just basic premises, um, like they live in full occupation where they don't have freedom of movement. You have to argue these very, very facts with uh, with a ruling class of oppressors um, that that deny it at every single point. And and not only deny it, but uh, make accusations of, uh, you know, various sorts against you as you try to state these basic provable facts um, about a region, um, even to the point where the, the country of Palestine is, is denied it's ever existed. So when you're at a point where you have to um, argue the very basic facts that can be proven with something as simple as a map from 1930, um, it, it kind of shows how dystopian uh, this whole situation has really become. Um, it's extra, well, I mean, my background for this, uh, which I think I might cover your question, but my background in this is that I've been, uh, deep in the Columbus Jewish community for about 10 years, you know, just from them, there's been most of my closest friends for the last 10 years. I've been from my wife in this community. Um, and technically, you know, her grandmother is a Holocaust survivor Her my daughter is technically ethnically Jewish and would be readily accepted into, uh, Israel if she wished to go, um, not only that, but my I have cousins who are uh, black Muslims as well, and I had a, I had experienced them going through their own, uh, you know, the the their experience with Islamophobia through nine eleven through the through the upcoming years um, as well. So you know, I I definitely um, I, have, I have feeling for both sides. I obviously love my Jewish family and friends, and I would want nothing wrong with nothing wrong to come with them. Um, but one thing I've experienced is that they're they're just deep, deep, deep loyalty to Israel and how it was from them from a very age from most of them went to a uh, uh, school in Columbus called Torah Academy, where, um, where all these values were just uh, inundated on them from a very young age of, uh, you know, things like Israel is a land without a people for a people without a land. The, that is, that is a very common phrase among, um, among people, you know, Zionists and, and Jewish people that, that believe in the state of Israel. Um, it's like a Zen Cohen or something. I've got my eyes crossed trying to figure that one out. Yeah, which is crazy because it's like that's blatantly untrue. There was there's definitely people there, but most of the time they're not they're not even told that. So you're so you're going against the people and that have this ingrained knowledge. And for them to admit that they're wrong is them to admit that their entire upbringing is wrong. Um, so it's it's been kind of crazy. I've definitely had a lot of backlash um, from my own friend group. Um, I we've suffered socially from this a little bit. Now, granted, as a whole, it's been like couple people active not invited to certain parties where we used to be close friends and then someone even expressingly telling me to shut like you know hey someone telling my wife that they need to get me to my wife needs to get me to stop posting about stuff and needs me me to be silent so um you know i've definitely uh but being said i've all for the vast majority of my friends we, we my jewish friends we still remain friends and we talk about this and the discussions may get heated, but we're always, you know, we love each other at the end of the day and we care about each other. So it's, they know I'm not anti-Semitic, but they haven't accused me of being that in the middle of a conversation. They'll just throw that out. I'm like, well, I don't feel that's that. I don't feel like that's true because of this reason. Um, so those accusations have definitely come. Those hurt um, considering my long history with being friends with Jewish people. Um, well, how uh, do you, how do you, uh, I mean, how do you discern like what facts, like what sources of news to, listen oh. to when you get your facts yeah can i can i ask a sort of like prelude question to that which sure, is w briefly what's like the journey of your passion on this topic look like how did you how because if you're if you're posting about it on social media and talking about it to the point where people are telling you to stop 
I mean, that demonstrates a certain level of passion. And I imagine that you came mm -hmm. to it without that uh, level of energy. So how yeah, did this come so, to be? So, you know, obviously things got ramped up on server servers. I never really, I kind of knew that Zero was cruel, um, but I didn't know how bad things were. I know that they aren't, you know, that US supports them unconditionally. I didn't really like us sending them money before, but it was never really a big concern. And I did see a lot of, you know, we have Israeli friends. We have people that vastly support this. And I, the thing that caught me off the most was... And the immediate days following October 7th, you know, I saw that I was horrified. It was a horrifying act, but the um the the level of hatred coming out of this the, from the Zionist side of things was crazy. And I was hearing things like So I'm um, sorry, before we get into that, can you can you define to the listeners what Zionist means? Oh, um I feel Zionism is a political party um with the sole goal of this uh this securing of the land of Israel. Um, for the Jewish people and the Jewish people alone, to, and and then the infinite security of that region, um, and what it leads to, and then there's there's different levels, of course. There's soft ones of I think Jews should have a place to live, which doesn't sound that bad, um, and then there's the hardcore Christian ones where it's like I need all the Jews to go to Israel, and then we're gonna smite, them, and then God will smite them all, and we'll all be raptured, and half the Jews, literally in the scriptures, is half the Jews will die, and the other half will convert and go to heaven, and like that's the far side that gets a lot of they they send a lot of money to Israel and then there's the Netanyahu's and Bidens who are who are totally willfully destroying every last home in in Gaza and and subjugating Palestine to force them to leave they're they're writing documents um uh you know talking about how them leaving is the best solution and the only acceptable solution and they cannot have a Palestinian state next to them and this is what their party believes um all right, so, so, there's, so there's the hyper violent genocidal Zionism, and I think, and and again, only the top level Nazis were, were killing people in the Holocaust, but everyone was just generally, you know, Germans were just generally in support of it. But but that led to this horrible thing happening. So I think even general low level support of Zionism and the cause um, is is genocidal in nature or supporting of a genocidal cause, even if they don't realize it yet. Okay, so just to just to resummarize real quick, at the very base level, Zionism is a religious political group that looks to uh, instantiate Jews in whatever they term to be uh, the Holy Land. And on, as it progresses in intensity, it can go as far as removing anybody who isn't Jewish, I suppose. And then um, reverting back to the question of how, how did you get ramped up in this uh subject it, a lot of it started with october 7th yeah i was seeing i mean obviously the the acts were horrible one i'm like damn that's awful that happened to israel but i was i have a lot of i follow a lot of jewish people on social media that are self-proclaimed zionists that were posting some very very hateful very very crazy sounding things about children of darkness and and these human dogs that are doing this to us and i was like whoa what is that language you know as a i'm a my heritage is I'm German, but I'm an eighth generation German, which means we moved here in like the 1880s after slavery, but but before the Holocaust. And so I've you, never you came been, in right oh, at the safe spot, right at the safe <laughs> spot, right? Um, but it's been always on my I, I felt never felt being comfortable, um, being proud of being German. And I'm not, I'm not even particularly proud of being German, I just, you know, it's my last name, but. Other than that, you know, I never wore the later hose in until my Jewish friends started doing it. And then I was like, all right, you guys are doing it. I'm going to do it, too. Um, but, you know, so I've always been very careful. I thought me and the Jews were like, all right, no more genocides ever. We're going to always watch out for this escalating talk and escalating actions that lead to these things. And we're all going to be on the lookout and we're going to call it out when we see it. And we're never again, never again, a Holocaust, never again, genocide. We're going to when we see these things, we're going to stop it. And I'm and I'm seeing all the warning signs was pretty much as, uh, as this thing ramped up. I was seeing the warning signs from what Netanyahu was saying, from what um, his cabinet was saying. I was, I was seeing these video clips of just horrible things being spoke on their main news channels out of on there from their pulpits. And it was very scary. And like, and if you identify, there's 10 steps to genocide. And we're on stage like nine right now where the elimination has begun. And then we we will march past him on the on the checklist. So. We, we can, I think, uh, circle back around to genocide. I I want to <laughs> touch upon the <laughs> the question that Hunter asked, which is, uh, where are you getting most of your information on this topic? Um, so a lot of it, it's uh, TikTok and Instagram. Um, uh, now, now, granted, I will still peruse the Apple, um, you know, the top news stories for, you know, American strikes, all that stuff. But 
Um, a lot of the, you know, this is this is not like a new issue. Like there's been anti-Zionists have been around forever. The the main uh, the Hasidic Jews of, of Brooklyn are mostly anti-Zionists and um and there's a long history that only seminates up to the top you know it's a very suppressed thing even the pal the existence of the palestinian state is suppressed so when when this anti-israel sentiment comes up all like people are like oh it's my time to post all this information that i have about this stuff and you know the the, the best resource on the west bank was just this 10 year old documentary on on youtube that just showed all the checkpoints and just showed all the walls and showed all the and just testimony so one of my main things has been testimony testimony from ex-IDF soldiers who are now anti-Zionists, from, from Gazans, from Palestinians, from people who live report of what their family's going through every single day. Oh yeah, two of my neighbors were killed by 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 these hyper-settlers extremists today. They knocked on our door and wrote, wrote lending notes and they'll take a picture of the note. Like like in this day and in information, the, the primary sources is not the news source. It's the guy recording himself having something awful happening to him. Um, you know, just and half of it is the IDF themselves are posting these horrific videos of them of being snide and making fun of like knocking on an ancient door of a probably 500 year old historic home in Gaza. And they open up the door and inside it's destroyed because as they zoom out the camera, the entire building's destroyed. Now, if, if an American soldier did that in the Iraqi war, holy shit, there would be hell to pay. I remember the worst videos coming out of Iraq and Afghanistan and, and that whole era was was the Guantanamo Bay human naked pyramid pics. And that was a travesty. That was a, that was an actual really bad thing. I have never seen the naked pyramid pics. Oh, you've never seen that? No, I've never seen the naked pyramid pics. Uh, yeah, people got in trouble. <laughs> Maybe you can show me later, but yeah. Um, but like, and then we have the you know the IDF soldiers parading them, parading people around in their underwear in front of us, or or just doing these snide awful videos, or them getting in chants, yelling. Um, these are, by the way, all the things we're quoting are, are, are South African evidence submitted to the ICJ. Um, them, them grouping up in a circle saying there's no uninvolved civilians. There's no, and then they hype themselves up to kill these, kill these civilians, man. Like it's, there's so much primary video evidence to the point where it's almost live streamed where there's no way that some Gazan is, is doing a fake video edit of, I mean, we've all seen AI videos, they look garbage. Like these aren't idiot. These aren't AI videos. This is real things that happen to them that we get a video stream for. And I'm sure genocides and craziness. And if Iraqis had it when we invaded, it would probably might have looked just as bad. But I don't think it would have been just as bad because I remember George W. Bush saying things like, um, uh, "We must liberate the people. We must we must save the people of Iraq. We must we must save the people of Afghanistan. We must eliminate the government and that." But I don't hear any of that talk from the Israeli side of um and when you talk to the Zionists themselves and say oh the Palestinians need to be punished they need to be punished so it's the whole realm of what I'm seeing is is hatred of of a, of a civilian population and and government actively talking about ethnic cleansing and genocide and with no regard to the human life turning off water starvation politics and then my own friends you know posting stuff in support of this or saying you know 90 percent of the food goes to Hamas so stop sending them food what fuck um so, you know, so it's a so lot of that's, primary evidence of yeah, what i'm seeing so you just gave us a whole bunch of information i think i think for me the most important piece that i want to give our listeners is uh maybe the question to ask you is how do you tell people who don't use tiktok and instagram to get like immediate sources of news of what's going on on the ground they they use like cnn or fox or other mainstream sources of like mainstream media to get their news, how can you describe to them to access the tr the actual information, the boots on the ground type of videos and and news that comes out? Well, I mean, um, CNN has to send all their all their stories about Israel through the IDF for censorship first, um, and then so CNN has to send so IDF uh, that's that's the Israeli Defense Force. So you're yeah, saying that's the report CNN, by the Guardian. Before CNN runs something on any news about Israel, they have to run it through the Israel mm -hmm. Defense Force. Yeah, and they've said this is for factual accuracy of their information. Um, additionally, the IDF doesn't allow any reporters inside of Gaza or inside of the Palestinian zone without, um, you know, without being embedded in a group where they're not allowed to go out. So they're not. We're not allowed to have interviews of Palestinians out here. So again, I'm just saying we cannot trust our news. Um, the stuff we're, you know, for broad stuff, you know, if if Israel nuked Gaza, which I'm not even saying they won't, we would know. We would know. CNN would report about that. But for 
the daily bombings and the pictures of what it looks like when a when a entire row of apartment complexes gets bombed down CNN is not going to show anybody that video. So, so just, so uh, just we have some to fact get it from checking a primary source and show it on our own. So, so I googled it, and uh, theintercept.com says CNN runs Gaza coverage past Jerusalem team operating under shadow of IDF sensor. So the Jerusalem bureau has long reviewed all CNN stories relating to Israel and pa- Palestine. And is the Jerusalem bureau a, a, a government organization? C- uh, the Jerusalem government? bureau of CNN. So there's a Jerusalem bureau of CNN, and it's okay. run by, I guess, Zionists, I guess would be the right term to use. Israelis, so, if nothing else. Yeah, Israelis, it's not Palestinians, I'll tell you that. So not Palestinians. <laughs> um, and I think another another interesting fact is if you go to aljazeera.com uh, and you look up any Israeli-Palestinian stuff, they're, uh, the whole subject of Israeli-Palestinian conflict is Israel War on Gaza is their title of that genre the framing of, of it. Zach, I want to push back on you a little bit about the potential legitimacy of reports on TikTok and Instagram. Um, I think it would take an enormous amount of resources to create Hollywood level special effects to, um, t- to be able to fake stuff. I've seen myself a number of, of videos and they wouldn't and this is just me being, you know, oppositional. Some many of these videos wouldn't necessarily be difficult to fake. It's the middle of the night. It's a blurry, grainy video. There is an explosion, and the title of the video is "This is what it looks like when Israelis bomb a hospital." Now, as far as I can tell on the surface, I, I have no idea if that's even in Palestine. This like grainy picture of an explosion, much less that it might be a hospital. Um, so, how do you vet? the information on Instagram and TikTok. When you have so much video of and shown to you, just then again, there's people have phones now. Um, and they can and they there's been an eight day media blackup. If you have phones and they upload, when there's when you you eventually just know what the area looks like because it's 25 kilometers. Um you you get a general feel. I don't know if you've ever heard of games like these 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 uh a lot of these uh what is it like geoguesser games for instance like you can tell what a place looks like it's only 25 miles by by three miles it, it, was, it was gaza and also like it's undisputed that they've destroyed 70 percent of the buildings and then all the hospitals are gone like that is just undisputed fact you've seen aerial photos like it's fucking leveled how do you get it leveled you drop bombs on it so when i see a bomb of people that look palestinian on a palestinian place and also the other thing is when i see people when i see bombs going off and i see people just kind of like yeah, it's Gaza. It happens. Like you can see that there. That's not the most horrifying thing that even happened to him that day. Half the time. So there's just there's just an overwhelming amount of video evidence for this stuff. Um, you know, and then half the stuff's posted by the IDS themselves when they blow up a university and then and then turn around and smile and they post it on their Instagram accounts. That's them. I'm not, I'm not. Nobody's disputing, and that's them that they're doing this. Like they're blowing up universities that have been cleared out because they just want to not have universities in Gaza anymore. Like it is very clear they're destroying every single building and making every hospital. And 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 the thing is that these people are so densely packed. It was already the most densely packed place in the world. Is that whenever you drop a bunker buster bomb, which we we absolutely know for sure, two thousand pound bunker buster bombs are being dropped on these things. You take a screenshot of one of the videos and it looks like a bunker buster bomb, and the damage level matches the bunker buster bomb, and and we and we we know we ship them bunker buster bombs, and and they're destroying cement buildings with bunker buster bombs. Um, it's just so obvious. And and the thing about bunker buster bombs is that. When they explode, the, the it's a double shock wave. It, it removes all the atmosphere from the area, so you get a one shock wave of all the atmosphere being removed around you, and then the atmosphere comes coming back. That action, which which happens up to 150 meters around an explosion event, um, destroys the organs within children and and adults if you're closer. So it's got about a 200 um, 200 meter kill radius on children and about a 150 kill radius on on people that aren't even in the building. That are, that's being destroyed just from the powerful shockwave that's going off. And this so you're is saying the we're, most these are, densely packed. These bunker buster bombs are being used to level Palestinian just where they All where, where, where IDF Gaza. thinks that they're leveling Hamas is Gaza. located. They are leveling Gaza. And how do you how do you know this information? Is this this because is Gaza through... is leveled? Gaza is leveled. So you're and... saying there's just a. Uh, Way more than enough uh, videos out there that you can easily discern that, or another source yeah. of information so that you can easily were discern that Palestine were... is is level right now for a period. Of Palestine. So let's so you know one of the one of the defenses of Israel is hey Israel calls them up and warns them beforehand 
if their phones are charged, if the sil- if the if the cell phone networks are online, maybe sometimes they warn people and they get about get about a half hour to move out of their house. So people are literally warned some night like one of the most major uses of bunker buster bombs. They they there was um there was six apartments made by the Qataris in a row. Um it was a you know these houses that were made by aid groups come in and they bombed six of them in a row with bunker buster bombs and they went through about six floors of cement and they exploded. Um, and then you saw the aftermath, you saw the damage. There was tons of videos of this because guess what? They warned them before they were going to do it. Half the people left. A lot of people just died in their building. And then, and then they were there to film it because they heard the plane coming over and they knew it was going to get bombed. So why is it weird that they had a, they had, you know, occasionally they get cell phone access. They knew it was going to get bombed. They recorded it. They recorded their house getting bombed. I mean, and then, and then the destruction is so obvious. There's, there's, like I don't know, like the, the you can look at anybody will tell you that 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 Gaza has been leveled and and you know I think sixty percent of buildings have been totally destroyed and it's like eighty percent of them are like unlivable and and most of the northern section, um, and you know they're just leveling the the, the town to make it impossible for them to move back so they so they have to deal with them some other way like move them out, which is ethnic cleansing. Yeah, I see. So I mean, that's I mean that's a lot. So I think the I think the point here is you have to get your news from the right place, get your uh, sources of information from the right places. And you're saying the only real source of information that isn't filtered, you know, I guess uh, that isn't, that isn't really messed up by some sort of intermediary coming in and saying, yeah, you can share this with the people and you can't share this. Like the the Jerusalem Bureau for CNN is to get your news from platforms like, like the social, like social media platforms, where it's filtered no, I mean, less, I, it's less controlled, it's more decentralized than than something like CNN and Fox. When the when the narrative is so taken over, and and for a certain group of people, this is so important for them to achieve the the ethnic cleansing of Gaza. Um, that yeah, you, you we have to go around traditional news sources to get accurate uh, information of just an experience. You know, half I'm not even. I'm not even looking at that for death tolls. I know, you know, we have we have the official reports of death tolls and the missing ones, but you know, just seeing the the daily lived experience of these people should be horror enough for anybody to oppose this. You know, just on a very basic human level. And if we're just talking about news in general, um, I mean, these are the same news people that would that would that would tell you that Palestine never existed ever. Um, you know, like they are they lie about stuff. So I don't I don't really trust it a lot of the times now for 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 brutal facts like america has bombed yemen sure yeah I, I bet that did happen um you know i'm not questioning everything they say but i'm more questioning what they're hiding and what they're not saying and, and what what actual news is presented um so now, even, that... there's even free i will say there's freedom of press in israel for an extent and there are critical israelis news sources called i think like haaretz h-a-a-r-e-t-z or something like that um that that post very critical articles um, when they feel acceptable to post it. Zach, I am wanting to uh, revisit what I think is kind of the focal point of a lot of uh, what set off this wave of violence. Uh, and that's that's October 7th, right? Mm-hmm. So October 7th um, was the justification for why Israel has gone into Gaza with such a heavy hand. October 7th, there was an attack on civilians uh, where hundreds, over perhaps a thousand civilians died due to what appears to be a coordinated attack from Hamas. Um, now, this attack, according to the um, Center for Strategic and International Studies, is the third biggest terrorist attack that has occurred since they've been monitoring data in 1970. The biggest terrorist attack was uh, 9-11, where about 3,000 people died. And then this third biggest one on October 7th was about 1,200 people. And so I can imagine, you know, bringing myself back to the American mindset in 2001, there there were many people who felt that there was anything justified, any justifiable action to make sure something like this did not happen again. In fact, so justifiable that we could invade a neighboring country to the one that hosted where the actual problem people were. And so I can imagine putting myself in in the shoes of Israelis, just this utmost rage and 
and one and, and desire for retribution that people it, that innocent civilians were attacked, uh, especially at a at a music festival where there's lots of young people who were there in, in you know in innocence, um, and and Israel obviously has this enormous military capability. It's got the Iron Dome. It can it's supposed to be able to protect itself from these rockets that get sent out somewhat indiscriminately from uh, Gaza or the West Bank. And so one of the big gloom, uh, one of the big looming questions is how did Israel not catch the Hamas attack before October 7th? I mean, if they, there's, there, there, we have such incredible capability to defend all kinds of attacks. Why, why did this one get through? Well, um, that's because October 7th was an inside job. Um, not only has Netanyahu supported Hamas and the beginning of Hamas as it started, much like we supported the Taliban for the Afghanistan revolution or fight against the USSR, um, but it makes no sense. Israel is about the size of New Jersey. Um, the Hamas attack took six whole hours. Um, it was a relatively, I don't even know, maybe a, a, thousand, incur- a thousand people incurred. Um, Palestine is one of the most... Netanyahu came on as the security guy. Imagine if if a U.S. president like like Trump or 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 I don't know Bush says America will never get attacked ever ever ever. Oh, I'm so here's secure America. That was his whole platform is security. Now there's places in West Bank where there's AI automated turrets on video guns on video cams that shoot people. How and, and that and the Gaza border was the most heavily covered border ever. I mean. There was there was reports from uh, women in the IDF that there's weird activity going on outside, and for some reason, for six whole hours, I, the Hamas came in, killed about 300 soldiers, um, raided kibbutz, um, you know, took hostages, left, raided that music festival camp. It takes about an hour for an attack helicopter to to get up off the ground and fly over. It takes about they should have had milit like how is there only so many units around there to even defend it they they slowly rolled in tanks after five or six hours and then started and then their tanks started shooting kibbutz and then the apache helicopters that finally started rolling in started shooting the tanks or shooting the cars holding the hostages as they were driving back to to gaza because under the hannibal protocol a dead hostage is better than an alive hostage um and also uh, uh, high murder numbers inside and inflating the the dead israeli account during this attack um, directly benefits um, the genocide that 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 they knew was to come, and the removal of the Palestinian people um, from that land, which is which is their ultimate goal: either kill so, them or, or get them out. So of you're it. saying the October seventh was an inside attack, and it's it's to they, the, to the benefit of Zionists to create an attack like that to create fervor to further uh, invade Gaza and yeah. and ethnically cleanse the Gaza yeah. Strip. Yeah, there's no reason that that. Israel's so-called significant military shouldn't have been able to defend itself during the six-minute window. I mean, you guys realize Tel Aviv is not that far from Gaza. Tel like, Aviv's quite far from Gaza, right? Tel Aviv's in the north. Distance of Tel Aviv to Gaza. I believe Tel Aviv's close 71 to 71 like... kilometers. All right. Maybe 71. I... How long do you think it takes you to take to drive 71 kilometers? If you're driving 72 kilometers an hour, it would take you one hour. It takes about 45 minutes. 45 minutes. That's American so, time. It's or American distance isn't time. Yeah. How much? How long do you think it would take a helicopter? So you're saying that, <laughs> I'm to, that how fast helicopters. Travel. What if they went straight for Tel Aviv? What if they went straight for Tel Aviv with ten thousand soldiers, and it took them six hours to get to them? Holy shit! You can't even protect your capital from the from the from the hostile city forty five miles away. Like, so like I would I would get no to the point where you, where you said it's it it's likely that this is an inside job because. It seems unlikely that the head of security for Israel, who is now the prime minister or president, another term of Israel, his his like specialty when he was prime minister was didn't catch the small group of people attacking Israel, didn't catch the the attacks coming. So you're saying it was it would most likely be easy for someone like that to detect an offensive coming. And he, it was. It seems like he looked the other way to let this happen, so that he can use that as justification. Yeah. To... He wanted to do this in his lifetime, and that's why you never stop hearing. Now, you know, October seventh was one day. The genocide is still going. Did the genocide of what are we on? Day one hundred seven right now. This is happening every single day. How many 
how long is that excuse going to last for, oh yeah, we killed another, you know, we bombed another refugee camp, but Hamas. I mean, it seems, I mean, that's kind of the retribution that America and the American people were feeling when 9-11 happened. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot let's of, let's go kill those terrorists. Um, yeah. But the, the other thing was there was terror. They distinguish it. There was a, I, it was awful. The Iraq war was awful and it's really terrible what we did to them. And, and actually one thing I want to say real quick is that, um, Iraqis oil money doesn't even go to Iraq anymore. It mostly goes to America and we give them the slivers to the point where they can't even pay their teachers because we are exploiting them for oil. We are still economically exploiting Iraq for oil. That's a pretty big aside. I think, I think we can leave that. But uh, no, I, we gotta, well, the whole thing is American. That'll be next time. Yeah. The whole is thing, the whole thing is the realm of American colonialism and, and forcing these things through. So is, Israeli presence man. in in Gaza, according to Benjamin Netanyahu, I have a, a quote here via BBC, is a clear goal of destroying Hamas's military and governing capabilities, as well as freeing the hostages. So from from their perspective, what they're saying they're there to do is to make sure that a, from their perspective, terrorist organization is completely wiped out and that anybody who's taken hostage by Hamas is returned to Israel or if they were foreigners elsewhere. But you you said, did I hear this correctly? You said that Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, has funded or supported Hamas in Back hopes before that- when they were, yeah. So it, it and, he's, and he's also stated, uh, he's stated statements that are much to the effect of um, uh, the Hamas's existence supports the Zionist movement as it demonizes the Palestinian people under and and we would rather have them the militaristic nationalistic defense force running Gaza um to to in order to demonize these people and the people that they've elected now the thing is that they've, they've the the Hamas charter is brought up a lot and the fact that people have been elected on brought them a, has been brought up a lot but two things to say on that the Hamas charter is a single piece of paper made 20 years ago um, and I don't sure whatever charter statements, you know, these people were angry when they made that. And I'm sure they want Israel to not exist, but that doesn't mean destroying all, it doesn't mean killing the Jews of Israel. Um, and then secondly, uh, the average age of people in Gaza is less than 18 years old. So most of the people, um, had no chance to vote for Hamas, never voted for Hamas and have always been under Hamas rule and are equally oppressed by Hamas as they are the Israeli, um, blockade and occupation. So you're not so, a supporter of Hamas? I don't know anybody who supports Hamas. Um, uh, you know, there is currently, I will say this, the Palestinian people who are, Hamas isn't a good governing force, but uh, they are a good defense force in the in the fact that um, uh, they are pushing up against Israelis and the Palestinian people want somebody defending, they're the only people with guns defending them and their, their right to exist. Um, from what, they, from what from their perspective, somebody who's totally trying to wipe them out of existence. So they might. Um, so currently, I will I will succeed. That I, I will say that the Palestinian support for Hamas right now is quite high. But man, it, I mean, the other thing is, how do you even define someone that's named as Hamas? If if uh, Israeli soldiers drag you and your family out of your house and they shoot your mom, and they shoot your grandma, and 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 you're you're inside your house with a gun and you pop out the window and you shoot those two Israeli soldiers, are you then Hamas? Or are you just a resistance fighter? Like what? Like how do how do you how do you change someone who's just really mad at Israel from someone who is a Hamas militant who like went in that organization and somehow controls the government or anything? So, so I, I guess the how do you discern who is justifiably angry at Israel versus someone who is not justifiably angry? I guess that's that's really the is, only difference. If you're angry at Israel, you are justifiably angry. Um, under international law, the occupied people have a right to defend themselves against the occupying force in South Africa during the apartheid, the, the South African resistance was particularly brutal in terms of, and, and even including a practice called necklacing where they, where they put gasoline inside a tire, put it on someone's head and lit it on fire. One of the most brutal, awful, painful ways to die. It was a very common tactic by use by them. We do not use that to disparage the, the, the free South Africa. Now we don't say, Hey, uh, I know you're free and apartheid in it, but remember you necklacing those people? That was really bad. We we tend to forgive the people who are free. I'm sorry, what does necklacing people? I don't know what that means. He just, just explained it. It's a it was a form of torturous murder. Okay. They put to explain right. it again, they they take a tire, they fill it up with gasoline, they light it up on fire around your neck. That sounds horrible. 
Okay. That sounds horrible. They did that all the time against their oppressors and people do not hold that against them anymore. So any form of resistance against your oppressor, uh, you know, no occupation has ever lasted forever. People free themselves unless you totally murder everybody. And like, no one's really been totally successful at totally eliminating a people before, but unless you totally eliminate people, they will always fight for their own freedom and their own resistance. And, and, and no occupation has ever lasted forever. And you think that's what Israel is trying to do is they are trying to ethnically cleanse all Palestinians. When they say um, we must move the Gaza, the Gazans must be removed from Gaza. We need to send them to Africa. They're getting in contact with Congo about them receiving in um, Congo, another place that are genocides going on. They're trying to talk about receiving in Palestinians to Gaza. Um, that is ethnic cleansing. Removing a, a racial group from a region is ethnic cleansing. Um, um, uh, taking someone's house from them and moving an Israeli into their house in the West Bank is ethnic cleansing. Um, uh, uh, pe putting people in inside open air prisons inside a in West Bank where they where they live next to thirty foot tall um, cement buildings and live under iron gates and have to um, go through eight hours of checkpoints to get to the town that's twenty minutes away. Um, that is uh, that is occupation. That is apartheid, um, and 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 they do this to try to ethnically cleanse the people out of there by making their lives so so horrible that they that they that they must leave. Except for the only thing keeping them there is the courage and the heart of the Palestinian people. So how do we distinguish between um, irresponsible warfare and genocide? Because it, I don't believe it is the state position that. Uh, the Palestinians need to be eradicated. Uh, but it does seem to be that there are ultra-nationalists in Israel who, who agree to that. Just, But ultra-nationalists yeah. don't represent Israel in the same way that well, the, all the Trumpers don't represent all Americans. Uh, but, and so the word party. genocide has been, has, been, has been applied by some and refuted by others. Um, how, how do we know that a genocide is taking place? Uh, the, the death count. Um, the indiscriminate bombing of the collective punishment, um, all these things. Uh, and also when, when we talk about stated intent, uh, the Likud party is the ultra-nationalistic party of Israel. So it's about as extreme as you can get on their side. Do you think Hitler announced his plan to kill all of the Palestinians or all, all of the Jews? Do you think he announced his plan to do this? In fact, he didn't. He, the main thing he was announcing is trying to remove them. And he put, hey, I'm going to put them on trains. I'm just going to take them somewhere. Don't worry about them. Um, so the official statement is never, we must eliminate them all. But the thing is, if they do it too quickly, um, they'll lose, they don't want to, they want to be a legitimate state that is also free of, of Palestinians. So that's the goal, be a legitimate state that's, that's not a pariah state that's free of Palestinians. So if they kill them all too quickly, or, 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 or don't kill them all, but find a way to make them leave, um, if they do that in a way that is, on, like, if they just do it in the, like, if they nuked them. That would be horrific. Israel would be a pariah state. It would start a world war. Um, uh, Israel would never be seen as legitimate again for what they did. But if they slowly do it, chip it away, chip it away, chip it away over 75 years, which and then, then they have these moments of big chips, um, they can get away with it. So I don't think it matters what they're doing. I think what, what matters is tracking how genocides occur, looking back at history, seeing the step-by-step the -step progression, the 10 steps to genocide. We're on stage nine. Um, can you define those steps a little bit more? Because no, I'm not I familiar. Go through them. Um, I mean, the main things are sorry, it's like dehumanizing, it's uh, separating, it's subjugating, um, it's uh, you know, stage nine is eradication, ten stages of genocide, and then ten stage. The tenth stage is, is denial. Um, so, okay. man. All right, just to go over the names, classification. These people are Palestinians. These people are Jews. Symbolism. These people are Jews. They we wear hat like it's iconism. It's it can go as far as um, hey, Palestinians have this color passport. Um, Israelis have this color license plates, which is the thing that happens. Um, symbolization. Um, classification. Symbolization. Discrimination. So people are spat on on the streets, and it's not just Palestinians. It's the Armenian Jew. It's the Armenians. It's the Black Jews. Um, only white Jews are accepted in, in Israel. Um, dehumanization, that's using words like um, Netanyahu going on his pulpit and saying, these are the children of darkness. This, these, are, these are human animals. They are, it is the law of the jungle. Um, these people can't be trusted. They are violent to their nature. And we, 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 we did that too, even like 
things like Team America World Police, where we had just Muslims going and all that kind of stuff. Like it's, it was pervasive throughout our organization. Um, you know, organization they organized the IDF um, to and and hype these 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 children up to be able to commit this through through 18 years of indoctrination that they know works. They've been hyped up and organized polarization. They do a a, a crazy uh, a crazy event that really starts putting people on either side of things, such as October 9th. Preparation. I mean, they've been playing this forever. It's so deep, and it's the the preparation is so intense. This has been Netanyahu's only goal for his entire life. Um, persecution. I mean, again, this is kind of goes back to people being put people put on death lists, people being separated from their families. Um, uh, this is them going into jails and being starved um, for children being taken from their parents. Um, and then, and then, so that's definitely happening. And then extermination, which is happening right now. This is the final part where they feel like everything's been separated out far enough, and and the people have been demonized. To, I mean, the Palestinians have been demonized to the point where Israelis and Jews have no problem killing them at all, and think they need to be punished and harmed. And they don't, and it's not enough. They'll say. Um, so we're on that stage right now, and right now they're just trying to find the correct rate at to which to kill these people and destroy their homes so that's still socially acceptable for them in each one every step of the way and making it so if if and and they can say hey if you go against me it's anti-semitism it's anti-semitism so i'm chunking away i i was i haven't heard of the 10 steps of genocide before um i would i would contend that i don't necessarily agree that all 10 of those steps constitute genocide although they may be precursors to it that's I mean, the whole point is that these are all precursors right. to the genocide this is how a holocaust occurs and this is by this i mean this is the, the holocaust scholars came up with this yes um uh, and uh, all right so a lot of the stages that could lead to genocide may take to place somewhere without resulting in genocide i mean there can be just racism racism doesn't result no, they, yeah. in, in in genocide but it no, does but when you have all nine when you're at the extermination stage and you can point to each one of these things occurring as you get up to the point of extermination, the idea is that you need to, if you're at the point, whatever point you're at, you got to, you have to stop it in its tracks and say, we got to back up. So racism isn't good. If I, if we see racism and persecution, we should stop that. doesn't like the KKK hasn't ever tried to large scale wipe out the blacks in the South. Now they've been incident, they've been killings and they, murders. They, if they had a chance, they probably, they probably would try to, but they haven't had they enough tried, support. But they couldn't. But they couldn't get away with it. Now, this is a government and a place that has total 100% control over people that they hate, and the very and that's that's almost undeniable that they hate the Palestinians and they have total control over them. All I, I don't even think that's an. Yeah. So, point. so I I hear. So to go back to your point, where they're trying to exterminate at a rate that's acceptable to humankind, I guess is is yeah. what you're getting at. So after the the Hamas attack in on October 7th killed about 1,200 people. And since then, according to this article, uh, on December 13th, so this was a month ago, uh, 18,600 people have been killed in Gaza. And to put that in perspective, that's about 3% of the entire Gaza population. So that's, so, your so numbers are a little bit funky. It's, it's about 24,000 now. And, and that 24,000 is a little bit over 1% of the total population. Of so, 2.3%. so I, when I search so, Gaza population, it's 590,000 people. No, it's two point three million. Oh, my Google says five hundred ninety thousand. Oh, oh, they must have. Oh, well, during the eight days. Well, it says it says uh, two thousand seventeen numbers. numbers. I don't know, maybe that's wrong. But okay, so if it's two point one million or whatever, the commonly over two million framework is that there's two point three million people there. Um, they've um, about twenty four thousand have died, and about sixty ish thousand have been injured. Meaning about four percent have been directly affected by bombs or bullets. All right, you're right. Yeah, so I see 2.06 million is the 2023 number of Gaza population. I'm not sure why Google gave me 2017, um, but and so the December 13th toll death toll of Gaza Strip folks is 18,000. January 13th. I don't. I, this is just the article I pulled up. So it's 18,000. So by December 13th, which is a, about a month ago, a little over a month, which a month and a half ago, which is almost half the conflict ago. Yeah. So is so. About one percent was killed by December thirteenth, so it's more than a percent of the entire population. So if and you if you put that in perspective, a million a percent of the U.S. population would be like three million people, three and a half million people would be dead in three months, and four percent have been maimed, injured, 
um, casualties. Or if so, we lost feet. So I, I bring this up because you're saying they're looking to exterminate at a rate that's acceptable to the rest of the countries of the world and to take a big chunk out to accelerate the progress they have to have an event like 1200 israelis dying at a music festival to justify further accelerating that rate of extermination and so you're saying they needed that, to activate that a they're using yeah. yes they're using these conflicts to accelerate the extermination if there was no hamas attack that's the theory it would be totally unacceptable that that 80 percent of gaza city gaza is is flattened so yeah so if we're if you believe that israeli is is attempting to exterminate just hypothetically speaking if you're mm -hmm. assuming that israeli israel is trying to exterminate the palestinian people then they're using these these uh these events to accelerate that extermination but if you're if you're on the israeli side and you say oh my god they came in and attacked us how could these terrorists do this let's go and kill the terrorists how much how many people should die what's like an equivalent retaliation they'll never tell you and they say they'll say instead and nobody will ever tell you that is it is it one to is, one is it they'll say is Hamas, it one to ten is it one to way 100? past that it's not no it's never enough because hamas needs to be eliminated i will say in previous instances the one to ten and one to twenty death toll counts if you look at the death tolls of palestinians and jews and israeli citizens of the past 20 years of conflict in netanyahu's gaza um generally it's a 10 to 1 to 20 to 1 ratio of palestinians dying to to israelis dying um, now in this case they they won't, the thing they'll say is we need, we won't stop till Hamas is eliminated. Well, one could argue that if they consider everyone inside Hamas or at the bare minimum, everyone with a gun inside of Hamas, then anyone who's maybe not, maybe wasn't part of Hamas when the started and was just some college student, but who's watched his whole family die and is starving might take up one of those guns and start shooting at the IDF soldiers that killed his family. Is that guy Hamas? No. He was never Hamas when it started. He's not part of the government. He's just someone fighting for mad at the person killing his family. And I would I would hope that each one of us gun wielding Americans, if China came in and started bombing everyone and then their soldiers were walking down the street, I'd hope we start shooting at them, too, because I, I can't blame someone for defending their own house with their with the with a gun. Yeah. Especially so, I mean, when, so when their families lives are involved. I, I kind of want to stick to the topics list. I think we just <laughs> we covered the uh the central question a little bit and the controversial opinion so i mean what what does the road of de-escalation for israel and palestine look like so they need to um i think netanyahu and the far-right government needs to surrender or they literally need to be stopped by the israeli people that would be my favorite outcome with is the israeli people stand up and say this is enough not in our name we're not doing this we're going to let them be free i think when you when you really dig into a lot of actual zionists they just want an Israel, and they're okay with an Palestine and Gaza existing. Now, I think Israeli state in general is delegitimate. I think that it's it was taken, it was, but they're but they're there already, and I don't want to kill everyone there. Um, I do think the settlers should be removed because the settlers have been particularly violent, and they are in UN recognized Palestinian territory. Palestine existed before any of these people did. Uh, my grandma is older than Israel. What are the settlers? What the settlers? The oh, settlers. settlers! Oh, gotcha. Okay. So settlers, yeah. there's seven hundred thousand Israeli citizens that live inside of Palestine, uh, the the West Bank, um, and they move there. They violent. They sometimes they violently take over people's houses, and then they torture and subjugate the Palestinians who usually live in villages below them. They will throw the trash on them. They'll throw rocks at them. They'll they'll piss on them. They'll spit on them, or they'll violently rape. And how them. do you? So you know this? Just just the huge I mean, amount of even even Biden, information out there. Even Biden condemned the settlers and said we have to do something about this. Everyone, everyone. So there are there are like like uh like citizens that are settling Palestinian territory just yeah to make Palestine uh, of their own accord. Yes. This is this is well known fact. This is Biden even and, and a lot of a lot of them are um, Pennsylvanians. I'm fucking American. There were there have been some issues with American um, Zionists being especially aggressive, um, and there are branches of Israelis who are ultra national nationalistic and hardcore right, just as we have in our country, and and we don't see as them as being completely representative. Uh, Zach, I just wanted to bring up, like, I have friends who are Israeli. They were born in Israel. They are Israeli citizens. And a lot of them, from their perspective, is is they they have to practice bomb drills because 
Palestinians or, or at least militant groups inside of Palestine send over uh, rockets and they send over suicide bombers. And from their perspective, there's there's a, a lot of violence that's being initiated from behind the walls of Palestine. And so, because, yeah, I mean, the, the occupation has never ended. The occupation is going on 75 years. The people have a right to defend themselves against an occupation. And if you're part of an occupying country and you get rockets sent at you sometimes because you torture the, the, the populations you have control over, um, I would suggest that you stop torturing the populations you have control over and let them have free, equal rights. Um, and then and then everyone has stated that once the Palestinians have free and equal rights, all the violence will stop. I, I, you're going to have a hard up. I, the I thing think... that is holding all this up is 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 racism against Muslim countries and Islamophobia and and the violence perpetrated daily against the Palestinians. If they stop their violence, Hamas will disappear. Are, the bombs will stop. They have you have no reason to bomb to to throw rockets, ineffective rockets at somebody who 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 um, who's not doing anything to you, right? They they're doing this because they're tortured on a daily basis. And I will say another thing is that Jewish fear of death is not more important than the actual dying of Palestinians. Okay, their fears and feelings of fear does not trump the actual death and torture of Palestinian people. The every person is equal. And I don't and 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 if a if a, a freaking Jewish girl in Columbus is scared about anti-Semitism rising while she supports the genocidal bombing of a, of the densest population in the world, um maybe you should stop bombing them and then you want to be as afraid. If the violence stops on the Israeli side, the violence will stop from the other side. This is this this is not coming out of nowhere. Jews in Palestine. Well, I don't, I don't think the I don't think the violence Muslims will stop. lived in peace in Palestine for for millennia. Well, I think is Israel obviously has more resources and military capabilities than the Palestinians do. So I mean, I think it's I think they should have a they should be cautious about their interaction with the Palestinians and be prepared to defend themselves. But I don't think they should be on the offensive like they are. I think it's they've never given it's them like a the, fair it's, shot. it's the big guy beating up on the little guy. They've never I'm, given I'm them not, a fair I'm shot. I'm not trying to take sides. So so you're saying the the call to action would be to Israeli citizens to they remove refuse. the extremists in the Israeli government. You're calling Netanyahu and his and his party the extremists that are well, the are running the Israeli and you have government. the Palestinians state. I think that is the least conflictive solution is for the for the israelis that protest outside of the government every single day to rise up gain more traction and throw out their government and replace them 60 percent of israelis are calling for a new government i, I don't have that statistic I, I was told that statistic so i hope it's true but i know they hate netanyahu he is the lowest approval rate out of anybody here because he didn't keep them safe and he's also on the other side he's just killing these people so I think a lot of people are totally open to a two-state solution. If the Palestinians want to accept a two-state solution, that's okay. I'm I'm okay with whatever they want to take. Um, but I would say they have legitimate claim. They they still they have the deeds to their land still. If you have the deed to your land that is now in Israel, and someone just moved in your house and took it from you, is that not so? Your house? That's they have a great the deed question. to that land. So they, these, this didn't happen that long ago, guys. My grandma is older than Israel. Yeah. So I do want to give this other other fact here. So I'm on timesofisrael.com, and the title of this article is, and it's it's dated October 8th, so it's right after the uh, the attack. For years, Netanyahu propped up Hamas. Now it's blown up in our faces, and it's a whole article that goes into how Netanyahu basically propped up Hamas, and uh, and his propping up of Hamas resulted in the attack on on uh, on that music festival. So even so, this is the Times of Israel. I don't know if this is based in Israel. They are very or not. critical of him, and it's. But there, them... there, there are people in. It seems like I don't know if it is in Israel. Then that to me that would be indicative that there Times are people Israel in Israel. Israel that uh, don't support Netanyahu, and they think he is doing some bad things. He has a very low approval rating, but they're not gonna. They keep saying we're gonna vote him out eventually. Part of me is thinking you know, the back evil part of all their minds that really wish that Palestinians weren't there anymore just wishes that he would go ahead and do it and then they'll blame it all on Netanyahu get him out but at the end of the day they don't have Palestinians near so anymore. what what would you what's your message to Americans that care about this subject and they we need um we need to uh you email your representatives every day 
We need to tell Biden that we aren't going to vote for him. We need a third party. We need a we need to start voting third party. Dr. Jill Stein, um, and I think is uh, Dr. West or President Chino West, one that isn't uh, funded by APAC and and and. So, and, so you and, said Jill Stein. Why Jill Stein? Uh, she's a third party. I mean, she spoke at the um, at the Washington D.C. protests that I did, and she's a pro peace activist, and um, she's an anti imperialist, and I think the imperialism needs to end. And they're um, they're they're gonna lo- they're gonna know the horrors that we have done, and they're gonna hate us. And for America to be strong and a leader in the modern free world, we can't have everyone hating us because we committed a genocide or or our bombs were used in the way that that the gas canisters were used in Nazi Germany. Like it's just our own instrument of destruction. Um, well, I agree with you, Zach. I think we do need more diverse political representation, not just a two party uh, country in the United States. Um, I think we're coming up onto time here. And so we want to close with the same question that we ask every guest, which is, Zach, what question would you like to ask our audience? Okay. So um, Martin Luther King had much to say about the moderate white or even the liberal white. Um, they'll, they'll say things as, are you asking, are you are asking for too much right now? Or now is not time for that? Or no, that can't be true. Like, I don't really believe that. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't know if that makes sense to me because admitting um, admitting that that they need to change the system drastically, that the system needs immediate and drastic change right now is to admit that they were complicit in the system getting up to this point. If you think that you're for peace and liberation and women's rights and, and all that, are you bottlenecking this progress by 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 being complicit in the way that things were? And there's, you can always at any one moment wake, you know, open your eyes and wake up. So I want to think, are you being the bottleneck to progress right now um, to to the liberation uh, of America's victims? Are you being part of the bottleneck towards progress and liberation of liberation of okay. oppressed people? Freedom, freedom for Palestine is freedom for everybody. Um, so to you, it's, you know, it's a very clear cut oppressor oppressed scenario. As Israel is the oppressor, Palestinians are the oppressed, and it's a no-brainer to support the Palestinians. Yeah. And what is a a quick reference that you could make for someone who wants to learn more about this? What is what is a step on the right path to for getting more information? Oh man, um, uh, Jewish Voices for Peace on Instagram is a really good news source linking to. They'll link to anti-Zion, like the like the Times of Israel, the critical articles in Netanyahu. Um, um, that's a good Motaz on Instagram. He is a Palestinian journalist. Uh, How do you spell that? M O T A Z. Um, he has a full name on there, but if you just search Motaz, it'll it'll show up. Um, Middle East Eye, um, is also another good news source. Um, E Y E. Yeah, Middle East Eye. E Y E. Um, all those are, are good news sources, and then just you know, um. Go on Motaz's profile. He has 17 million views. See how many of your friends are are following him. Because you might have some silent supporters out there that you might not even realize are 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 listening in on the peace movement. And even if they're not posting, they might be they might be watching. So I think one of the best things you can do is keep posting about this, keep it strong, tell Biden. You know, if you believe in what I cut what I'm saying in my cause, one of the best things you can do is Tell Biden we're not going to vote for him. Tell, Tell Biden to go fuck himself. You heard yeah. it here on Entitled Opinion, folks. Hey, yeah. Zach, thank you so much for coming on. Um, really enjoyed this conversation. There's a lot more that we could do. Um, and Hunter, thank you very much for coming on. We're going to post your question uh, on our Spotify page. And we're hoping that we get a lot of email. And hope that Philly, we get a lot of feedback so that we can have you on again. And we can, we can shuffle some questions your way and have a larger conversation. So, Zach, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate you letting me talk with us. Of course. Love you, Zach. All right, love That's you it. Listener, thank you for tuning in. And our question we're posing to you is, are you being part of the bottleneck towards liberation of oppressed people? If you are listening on Spotify, you can scroll down in the episode and you can type in your answer there. And if you're listening elsewhere, then you can chime out and tell us your side of things. You can reach us at entitledopinion.com. We have an email. That's the best way to get in touch with us. And that's entitledopinionpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, we have an Instagram, entitledopinionpod. 
We're very interested in hearing what you have to say, especially if you have any um, firsthand accounts that could be taken into consideration. A couple things, uh, I'm going to leave a links to the new sources that Zach mentioned, including Middle East Eye, uh, Motaz, the individual who's a journalist, and also uh, Jewish Voices for Peace. And I was very wrong about where I thought Tel Aviv was located. I thought it was located in the north, um, but it's pretty much in the center of the country. So shame on me for not having a better grasp of geography. Thanks for tuning in and yeah, just thank you.